Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of the Search and Seizure podcast presented by Just the Right Amount. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin B. Banks Jr., founder and CEO of Just the Right Amount LLC. And I'm super excited for us to launch this new endeavor. Uh, The Search and Seizure podcast is an idea that's been in the works for some time. And to have the opportunity to put out this very first episode is something that is, is an amazing experience. And so today I have a very special guest, my beautiful wife, Brianna Scott, who will be helping me to moderate um, this initial conversation where I get into how search and seizure came about. I'll answer some frequently asked questions, give a few stats and figures to help sort of level set the conversations that we'll be having over this first season. Bree, you wanna say hi? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. And obviously, I want to give a special thank you to my husband, Kevin, for allowing me to be a part of this wonderful journey and allowing me to moderate today's conversation as we kind of just give an overview of the origins of Just the Right Amount um, and how the Search and Seizure podcast came to be. So really excited to be able to walk through that with Kevin today. Um, let's hop right in, I think. How do you, how do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, awesome. So um, walk us through kind of the origins of not just Search and Seizure, but also Just the Right Amount LLC. Absolutely. So Just the Right Amount, JTRA as it's known, uh, really was born out of my own personal experience having to finance my undergraduate education with scholarship dollars. And from that experience, being able to sort of mentor some other young people during my undergraduate career, I really lended itself to finding a way to give back to, you know, in particular the black and brown community uh, around this topic of education for um, scholarship dollars. It's something that I felt um, was not being done in a way that was conducive for the needs that are out here. Um, You know, one of the stats and figures um, that I can reference is, you know, presently, right, there's over 45 million Americans that collectively owe over $1.7 trillion um, in scholarship, or in, in student loan debt, excuse me. And that is a staggering statistic when you think about, especially in the black and brown community, individuals that may come from um, first-generation households or low-income households or from lower socioeconomic statuses, their ability to pay back their student loan debt may be a lot more challenging than some of our non-African American and Latinx counterparts. And so having the opportunity to really meet a a growing need that I was seeing just because of my own experience, even though I came from um, a two-parent household and I was not the first in my family to go to college, there was still education needed from a scholarship standpoint in that regard. So that's where Just the Right Amount was born. Uh, how search and seizure came about. Um, so the title search and seizure itself kind of plays on um, a law enforcement uh, term that's used for when law enforcement um, execute warrants. So that's the search part and then seizure as in taking in the different things that they find during those warrants, right? And so um, search and seizure in this way is kind of used as a phrase of being able to help students find and seize scholarship opportunities for their undergraduate education. So I thought that was a really cool way to kind of play on something that's you know known in, in the law enforcement space and really kind of repackage that in this particular way for, for the scholarship game. 
That's awesome. Yeah, very clever. I love the search and seizure name for this podcast. I think it really encompasses a lot of what you do on a regular basis um, in terms of just allowing for students to really capitalize on every single moment throughout their educational journeys um, to be able to fund their new experiences in academia or vocational school um, through scholarship dollars and funding that through scholarship dollars. So I think that's really great. Um, Walk us through a little bit, you know, as it relates to like what kinds of students you work with and how different kinds of students in different spaces um, in their lives can capitalize on scholarship dollars um, and really leveraging those to pursue their dreams in, you know, education or in other career arenas. Talk to us about the clients that you work with. Absolutely. That's a great question. So typically, I I try my best to work solely with students in their senior year of high school. And part of the reason for that is because that's the time where scholarship dollars are the most plentiful in terms of opportunities that you can apply for to gain the funding needed to essentially build a full ride for college. However, uh, I have started working with college students and even uh, master's level students as well, and even high school students as young as freshmen in high school, to be able to help sort of navigate and prepare themselves to be in the right position possible to take advantage of a lot of the larger national scholarships and then even more of the you know local and state level scholarships as well so um, the the scholarship game as I so accurately call it uh, does not start and stop when you graduate from high school and go on to college as long as you're pursuing some level of education whether it be undergrad masters Uh, doctoral and what have you, uh, there are scholarship opportunities out there. It's just a matter of being able to search and seize those, uh, if you will. Absolutely. And I think you also mentioned kind of wanting to venture into working with um, different individuals that are interested in vocational school and and looking at, you know, scholarships and maybe even grant funding. I know that we've had even um, students that are interested in medical school seek out your services. And so what do you kind of look at the future of just the right amount being in terms of being able to help a wide variety of of individuals search and seize, if you will, um, different funding for, for their academic or career pursuits? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great call out and a question. I would say, Long term, I, I would love for um, just the right amount and, and the brand itself to house enough of the right components to really be a one-stop shop for somebody who desires to position them, themselves or even you know for parents, their student, to be able to get funding for, for college or master's or doctoral programs, right? So whether that be uh, we have uh, a database or repository for scholar- well-known scholarships and, and even some lesser-known scholarships. Um, geographically based, um, you know, we'll have uh, scholarship coaches on hand. We'll have ACT prep tutors on hand or even our own ACT prep affiliate um, that we utilize to be able to meet the needs from a testing standpoint. Um, essay writers, um, individuals that know how to, you know, revise and edit resumes, people that have interview skills, uh, and then also, you know, being able to bring our scholars back as they continue to matriculate through their academic career and then ultimately get into their professional careers, be able to come back and serve as professional mentors or networking partners to be able to help students navigate that whole college to career 
uh, aspect because for, for students that may be low income or may not have an example, it may be very difficult to say, hey, well, this is what I want to major in in college, but how do I get myself to a point where I can build myself into finding a career that applies what I'm learning in school? Or maybe I majored in X, but what I want to do with my degree doesn't look like a typical career path. How can I make that work for me in order to be able to have the best career outcomes possible, but also have a, a good work-life balance as well. Absolutely. Um, and I love how you kind of summarized, you know, what some of your goals and, and dreams and visions are for just the right amount in that way. Um, but I also want to comment on the fact that you're really doing that right now on a sure. grassroots level, right? There's an ACT, um, SAT prep component to what you've offered students sure. in the past. There's a mentoring component, obviously the coaching and um, consulting for scholarships, right? Like you're doing everything that you see just the right amount being um, in the future. You're doing that right now on a grassroots level with the resources that you have. And so I just want to commend you for that. Um, but I also think it's really great that you're looking at the future and how you can scale it. Um, and so I want to go back to kind of the vision of just the right amount and how you kind of talk about, you know, one of the, the main things you want to do is educating people through captivating stories that they can, you know, kind of go go to the school of their dreams by leveraging scholarships like that's what you want to do with the search and seizure podcast um talk to us a little bit about kind of some of the stories that we might hear um some of the things that you know we're we're going to be able to look forward to as we kind of go on this journey um with the podcast and going forward yeah i mean i don't want to i don't want to spoil too much but i mean we're definitely going to hear stories of students or really individuals that have gone through college and maybe just got a four-year degree and now they're working in industry and they've been able to um, set themselves up generationally as a result. Uh, we'll, we'll be hearing from individuals that maybe uh, did not have the best upbringing and have found a way to be able to navigate the educational system to be able to leverage scholarships to get a master's degree. We have individuals like yourself, um, babe, that um, we're able to get some well-known, globally known scholarships, and now you're able to go on and, and get a doctoral degree. Uh, we have some of our returning scholars that are going to come and talk about what their experience was like receiving coaching from just the right amount and how that has helped them to be able to navigate the college admissions and scholarship processes. So uh, I'm really excited for the stories that we have this first season and um, really Looking forward to the engagement that people have with the Search and Seizure podcast and um, how it will help them be able to feel a greater sense of ownership over the college admissions and scholarship process and you know what it can do for their life outcomes from that regard. Absolutely. And I think, you know, at least just reflecting on my end, um, I'm really excited about the podcast because I know that it's going to show so many people that their dreams are attainable in a way that they may not have realized before through scholarship dollars, through, like you said, taking ownership over their experience, over their journey, and knowing that they have support through the platform that you've built and you continue to build. So really excited about that. Really excited that people are going to have access to knowledge um, and also access to empowerment along their journeys as they pursue their dreams. Um, I'm excited about that for people in black and brown communities or minority communities or people that never have, you know, gone to college or um, pursued a particular vocation to be able to have that support and kind of having a, a know-how, right? A know-how journey and a path to getting to where they want to go. Um, there were some kind of FAQs that we wanted to go over um, just so that people can, you know, if they have some of the, the same questions 
um, and whatnot um, that, that we're going to go over currently, they can kind of get those answers and know what's on the horizon as it relates to the Search and Seizure podcast and just the right amount as a whole. Um, so let's start with the first one. Um, so I am a junior in high school. What can I do to start preparing for senior year? What would you say to that student? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say for a current junior in high school, one of the key things that I would call out that you can start doing to prepare for that senior year from college admissions and, and scholarship standpoint is I would first start by documenting your community service hours. And if you don't know whether or not you have community service hours, I would reach out to your academic institution and find out you know how many hours you have based on their records. But then I would take a look at the different things that you're doing in the community, right? You may be serving um, at a local um, food bank or you may be serving um, within your local church, or you may be volunteering to tutor some kids through you know, a sports program or an after-school program. Those are community service activities that you can start to document what you're doing and how frequently you're doing it to amass those hours and keep record of those hours so that you can submit those as additional materials on your college admissions as well as scholarship applications. Uh, I would then also maybe take some time to think about what major uh, you want to pursue in college and then in particular what schools you're interested in, right? You may have a list of a top five or a top ten. Well, start doing some research as to whether those schools have that particular major or if they have an auxiliary major that sort of can be used as a pathway to that same career um, versus the other schools having that direct major. That could be a, a game changer in terms of being able to understand what schools you want to apply to because it'll make starting the process of applying in the summer before your senior year a lot easier. I would say if you haven't already um, been in an ACT or SAT prep course, get in one. If your you know, high school offers it or if you're involved in a community organization, if they offer it. Um, but if you don't know, maybe do a quick Google search based on where you are geographically uh, to find some resources. There may be some free resources out there or there may be um, paid resources that you can take advantage of. But being able to take advantage of test prep would be huge. To, to some of the financial gain that you can have when you're submitting for your college admissions as well as your scholarships um, in the next couple of months. And how early would you suggest students kind of get on top of that in terms of the SAT and ACT prep? Um, I would say there's really not a, a, a good time to not start, if you will. I know that sounds a little weird to say, but anecdotally, you know, the first time that I took the ACT was my eighth grade year. Um, my parents actually did it as a way to kind of help me not be afraid of the test. And so um, they took me to take the ACT my, yeah, in eighth grade. And I think I either took it like in the summer before the school year or during the fall. And what they did was they, they said, for your birthday, what we'll do is we'll give you $5 for every point that you score on the ACT. And so I got a 17 the first time I took it as an eighth grader. Um, but it just helped me not to feel as... Um, afraid of the test like some people um, say that they do, especially if you're black and brown and you feel like you're not a great test taker, uh, it kind of reduced the anxiety from there. Um, so, But I would say if you're serious about getting test prep, maybe start as early as your freshman year, sophomore year of high school. Uh, if you're just now listening to this and you're a current junior, this is still a great time uh, to start looking for those resources and take advantage of those resources because you've got about three months or so before you have to take it for real uh, with your peers in like March or April. So you never know, finding the right tutor and, and dedicating yourself for these next you know, eight to 12 weeks could yield you being able to get an exceptional score or a score that's really gonna set you apart 
on those applications. Thank you, absolutely. Yeah. And um, any additional tips or, or things that a student should consider? Uh, last thing I would say is, is start looking at writing some essays. So uh, I know Common App is open right now, and I believe from 2021 to this year, the essay questions did not change. So maybe reach out to your high school counselor or maybe one of the seniors at your school and say, hey, um, what are the Common App essay prompts? And just start brainstorming the writing for those essays. So that way you're not creating them for the first time uh, in the summer before you start applying for schools. Wonderful. Um, another question that we received um, was, I am a senior and I haven't applied to any scholarships. Is it too late? So the short answer to that question is no, it's not too late. Typically what you'll see with the scholarship uh, game is that a lot of the larger national scholarships will be open anywhere from July through December, January of a student's senior year. And then after that, you'll start seeing a lot of the national ones close because they need to go through their review process. Um, but you can still take advantage of uh, regional scholarships, state level scholarships, and local scholarships as well. Um, for myself, you know, I'm based out of Chicago, so I know very well about a lot of the local scholarships here in the Chicagoland area. And their applications are either just opening in November, December, uh, and will be closing sometime in you know February, March, April-ish. So no, if you if you're a senior and you have not applied for any scholarships at all, now is still a great time. I would recommend getting started now. So I would say two things that you can do is one, take advantage of the scholarships at the institutions that you've applied for um, so far, and then also look at some state level regional level and even there are some national scholarships like the Jackie Robinson Foundation, the Ron Brown Scholars Program that are currently still open that you can apply for if you are black and brown or a minority. Absolutely. I know that when we were working together, um, Kevin and I actually explored some Congressional Black mm -hmm. Caucus um, scholarships as well that, you know, kind of have different rolling cycles throughout the academic year. Um, so there were some that were available in the spring semester um, that will still be available um, in the, the coming months. Yeah. So and, and the NAACP as well has scholarships on a rolling basis. Uh, the Thurgood Marshall, Found, Thurgood Marshall College Fund has scholarships on a rolling basis as well. So those are also some great resources for you to look into for scholarships. Wonderful. Um, and then one of the last questions that we had that came in was, I'm already in college and I have student loans. Did I make a mistake? So no, uh, you did not make a mistake. Uh, everybody's financial situation is different and everybody has different needs. And so being able to meet your needs at a particular time to help you fund your education is, is critical. Uh, I would say that um, one of the things that's not necessarily talked about that I had to learn the hard way was even when you take out loans, depending on if they're federal or private, the interest on those loans, um, some of them may not accumulate until six months after you graduate. Um, and then the payback period, I believe, for the federal loans definitely starts six months after you graduate. So even if, let's say, for example, you have $10,000 in student loans currently, what you can do with the information that you'll learn from search and seizure, looking on our Instagram page and our website, is you can actually apply for scholarship dollars at your school and externally. When you win that money, as long as it pays directly to you or you end up getting a refund check if it goes through your school, you can take that extra money and pay off those loans before they become due. And that can help decrease the amount of interest that you owe um, when they you know, come due, as well as decrease the overall amount of the principal balance of those loans as well. So that way, by the time you graduate, you can end up being 
loan free or debt free in terms of uh, your undergraduate degree. And if you decide you want to go and get a master's and whatnot, definitely please be looking at opportunities to apply for scholarships to fund those higher level uh, educational plans. Absolutely. That's really great information. I can say as someone who just uh, recently finished their um, master's degree program, um, thankfully I had a scholarship that was able to fully fund that program, but I know a lot of my peers were in a bit of a predicament in that way because they didn't know that they should have been looking for scholarships to help fund their master's program a lot earlier um, because typically it is a bit difficult to get a master's program funded either in part or in full in comparison to obviously the bachelor's degree or a doctoral degree. So thankfully I had Kevin in my corner and he was able to even um, support some of my friends or people that just had questions while I was in my master's degree program. But those those are some really great gems and great information for yeah. students that, you know, just don't want to be in a heap of, of ongoing debt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, student loan debt, as you know, as many of you know that are probably listening, myself included, because um, I have about twenty-five, well, $24,000 in student loan debt currently because I've been paying on it since I graduated a few years ago. Um, it, can, it can be an invisible weight for sure um, that you just kind of feel everywhere you go and it's kind of following you as you make certain life decisions like you get married or you want to buy a home or you want to start a business and you have to worry about paying you know, either the government if you've got federal loans or uh, private banks if you've got um, non-federal loans like public loans or private loans, excuse me, um, pay back those amounts and, you know, those interest rates can vary, the principal balances can vary. And so uh, having the, the freedom to not worry about that is something that is my desire for every student across America, whether you're black, brown, white, um, whatever, um, you know, just the right amount, was born to help in particular black and brown students, but we're here to serve students that want to go to college in general. And so um, being armed with the knowledge that you don't have to take out loans to be able to finance your undergraduate degrees can be a game changer for a lot of people. And, and knowing where to look and knowing how to, how to seize those opportunities, if you will, is going to be very key. So we're really excited for this first season. Um, like I said, this first episode was just introductory to search and seizure, a little bit of background about just the right amount, a few frequently asked questions that we may have. So um, as we go through these, these episodes, if you all have questions, um, we will definitely leave opportunities within the show notes or on the website uh, or on Instagram for you to send us some questions that you might want to hear um, on these episodes or maybe some questions that you might have for some of our guests that they can follow up with that we can post about. So um, please engage with us. We're really, really, really excited for this journey, I believe that this is going to be a great opportunity for a lot of people to learn something that they haven't learned before. And if we're able to help one person be able to take control of their, their financial future through scholarships um, in the undergraduate and, and educational space, it's going to be a success. So, Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kevin, for just uh, uh, providing basically that incredible overview and introduction to, you know, what we are going to be able to expect for this season of Search and Seizure. Um, also excited to hear a little bit more about your own journey as CEO and founder, uh, unraveling and unfolding uh, throughout this season. Um, what are some ways that our audience can interact with Just the Right Amount and the Search and Seizure podcast? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram at the right amount one um, we're also on, on Facebook under just the right amount LLC our website is 
www.therightamount.org. Um, our email is info at therightamount.org. And for any phone questions, our, our business line is 224-419-7435. All of this information can be found on our website at www.therightamount.org. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for this incredible introduction to the first season of Search and Seizure. And we look forward to an incredible season and to see all of the wonderful things that you do with just the right amount in the future. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, everyone.